And the high road is not choosing between the good and the bad. Anybody can do that. You can do that without God. But the high road is choosing between the good and the best, and always choosing the best. Welcome back to the Baptist Friends Podcast with Dr. Clarence Sexton, where we gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism. Today we are answering difficult questions about the COVID-19 virus. We are joined by a world expert scientist on nanotechnology, Dr. Matthew Whiteside. Will the vaccine, if they come up with a vaccine for this COVID-19, yes, guarantee our immunity? No, sir. There is no guarantee of any vaccine that has ever existed. Uh, for instance, I'm not sure if many of you knew this or not, but you should write some of these numbers down. They are straight from the CDC and WHO. Um, if you look at just the flu vaccine, um, it's only 40 to 60% reliable. That means that 40 to 60% of the people that get a vaccine for the seasonal flu still get the seasonal flu. If you look at a child that has had 72 immunizations, it turns out they're only about 75, sometimes 85% reliable, meaning that they're still vulnerable, even though they got 72 vaccinations, they're still vulnerable to many of those 72 so-called illnesses. Um, when you look at the final product of all this, you have to ask yourself a simple question. And that question is, you know, if there's 212 vaccines being made for the COVID-19 right now, how many do they want to give you? And what's the pros of that and what are the cons of that? Do you know what's in it? Are we going to take all 212? Well, it's are been suggested that the University of Tennessee, as soon as they get a vaccination. Yes, sir that no student will be allowed to come to school without having that vaccination. Now, you're saying that the students are conditioned now just to line up and take the vaccination, and then they could use an instrument almost like a, a cell phone? Correct. A cell phone or some And device. read the person's body to see if... That is absolutely and, correct. And the way they know it, because included in the vaccine as a part of it are these nanoparticles, these marks that's correct and they are they illuminate they illuminate that sounds like the strangest thing in the world it's it sounds like high it sounds like uh you know we're watching star trek or something of that nature. so where are these things in your body and your bloodstream and your they would be they would be embedded into your skin so they would be embedded into your skin and they would stay there for the pretty much the determination of your life mm. But if you took the vaccination, yes, sir, and people are frightened, you see, fear is a great controller. Yes, sir, it is. And the devil uses it. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, he does. And as a matter of fact, God says, well, God says in his word, let me just read this passage. I'm going to leave from here and go to a funeral service. I'm going to read this from Hebrews chapter 2. The Bible says, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, meaning Christ took upon flesh and dwelt among us. Yes, sir, he did. God bless him. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So Satan uses these things, this fear of death. Yes. And it's, it's a motivator for some things. So Absolutely. some people now are isolated themselves. They, have. they are 
withdrawing from things. They're avoiding everybody uh, for fear of death or fear of getting this disease. Uh, it leads me to another question. What is the mortality rate? And uh, how do they calculate such a thing? Because they're using these frightening statistics. Yes, they so are. What, is, what is the mortality rate of the COVID? The true mortality rate of COVID-19, and uh, I would like for you guys to do some math with me in a minute. And I know that sounds really scary, but I'm going to teach huh. us and walk us through it. Huh. However, the what true- What if I didn't do well in math? <laughs> I'm going to walk you through it. All mm -hmm. you need is a calculator. And we'll, we'll get these numbers ourselves straight from the CDC website. I just want to show you something um, that you're not seeing if you're just looking at a CDC Twitter feed. Uh, the true mortality rate is right at 0.3% based on the current information we have. That's less than 1%. 0.3. Um, 0.3%. And that's based on the information taken directly from the CDC website and knowing that based on the antibody data, um, there's 10 times more that's being reported that have had COVID-19. Um, so, so wait just a minute before you go any further. Yes, sir. I'm slower than most of these guys are. Um, and many of those people who become a statistic yes, sir. already had compromised health. Yes, sir. That's absolutely true. But many of them not just had compromised health. I think it's important, if I may, to just show or to speak about two main things that I sure, found right very ahead. interesting uh, from the CDC. First is on yesterday, or sorry, this is from August uh, 21st, on their Twitter feed, they made a statement and they say the latest CDC COVID-19 uh, report, and they give a link to it, shows the percentage of deaths attributed to COVID-19 is 7.8%. Although lower than the previous week of 12.6%, this percentage is above the epidemic threshold and will likely increase uh, as more death certificates are counted. What they're saying here is that we are above pandemic levels based on their numbers. And because of that, we need to be really careful and still keep following these guidelines. However, if you click the link that they give you, this is what's given on their Twitter page. I clicked the link and I went and looked at their exact numbers and on their website, when they say how they got the data, they tell you a slightly different story. Based on the death certificate data, the percentage of deaths attributed, now it's not just COVID-19, it says contributed to pneumonia Influenza, the common flu, the seasonal flu, or COVID-19 for week 33 is 7.8%. So they're adding all these things together. Correct. Using an inflated number. Correct. An inflated Why number are they trying to control us with this? It's a really, that's the question that should be asked. Why does the CDC and who, what, what's their agenda of inflating the numbers of deaths and and deflating the number of cases. And that is, they now have a control and a certain amount of money that they never had before because these aren't, we don't elect the CDC officials. Those are unelected people that are not elected by the public. Uh, we don't elect our health boards in many counties and states. Those are uh, elected by someone, but not by the general public. But now those people are making the decisions uh, for counties, for states, for cities, for towns. And we didn't elect them. And we did not elect them. And the CDC controls what they do based now, on their guidance. But, you know, follow the money. Follow the money. I mean, are these people being granted money from some source? Billions. Billions of dollars. Because of COVID-19 cases? Yes, sir. Absolutely. So the higher they can run the number, the more money they're going to get? They've got it. The higher they can run the number, the more they can keep us. 0.3% is below pandemic numbers. If they 
uh, they put out a real number, and I, I, I will gladly show the math of how to get there, then we mm. are below pandemic numbers and they've lost the control of these people. Now it goes back to civil leadership. I wanna just make a statement, Pastor, about the civil leadership of this. Our civil rights, our God-given rights, do not stop where this fear in the world begins. Yes. They don't stop, but yet many people, including Christians, are allowing them to stop. And th that's not the thing to do. There's a time and a place to say no. We have the blessed benefit of living in a country that not only has a constitution and rule of law, but our Baptist forefathers, led by John Leland, insisted that we have a amended constitution, which became known as the Bill of Rights, Correct. that guarantees our freedom of worship, yes. freedom of peaceable assembly, and freedom of the press. Yes, sir. And the, just the First Amendment. That's correct. So I feel like that's under attack. It's not only under attack. What happens if you don't express that civil leadership? What happens if you don't express the ability to, to assemble? Will it be taken from you? Because I believe we're, we're seeing that. We're witnessing that. Well, if we get so comfortable, preachers need to be speaking out. Amen. Yeah. I should have asked this early on. What is COVID-19? What does it mean to say it's... 19. What does it mean to say it's a virus? Sure. So it's actually called the SARS coronavirus 2. Um, that's its true name. Um, however, it's been converted over uh, to what's called COVID-19, and it's based on mutation numbers, and it's considered to be um, number 19 of, of many others that, that exist. However, being said, that's just the current stage uh, that we have this particular virus in now. And by virus, I mean that it has some nucleic acid associated with it. That's just a little piece of DNA and that it's able to attach itself to things and manipulate things, including our human cells. Uh, COVID-19, what it's most known for is attacking respiratory cells. It'll attach itself uh, and to it, and it doesn't necessarily attack the cells itself, but it forces your body to attack those cells. It's almost like it teaches your body to kill itself. So if you have, um, unfortunately, if you have any kind of pre-existing conditions where your autoimmune disease, because that's what that's what's happening here. If you have an autoimmune disease or if you have respiratory issues to begin with, um, those are going to worsen and could lead to death, which, which unfortunately we are seeing. So here we are. We feel trapped, but we're not trapped. No, sir, we have not. rights. Yes. But um, let me just tell, ask this question. Uh, what, uh, what about masks? Have masks of all materials been scientifically proven to protect people from this virus? I mean... Oh, absolutely not. Um, no. So why are they so, having us mandate? I mean, um, our Democratic nominee for president has said that he will mandate masks for every human being in America. I think it leads back to civil, your civil rights, your civil duties. The problem with what has just been stated, have all masks and materials been scientifically proven uh, to protect against viruses? No. The answer is no. There's a very clear study done by Duke University, not, not a joke university. That's a Research One Institute done by Research One scientists that clearly state that there are certain masks and certain materials that will actually spread the virus more if you wear them than if you don't. Um, the crazy part about that is the masks that do genuinely help you not spit on someone else are the ones that allow you not to get enough oxygen to fully function 
as a human being. They're actually the, the best ones for your, your brother is the worst one for you. Um, mm. it's, it's, a, it's a backwards process. I think, can I read a Bible verse? Do you mind sure. if I do that? I think it's important to read something. This is in... That'd be good. Praise <laughs> <laughs> the Lord. It's great to read something in Revelation, and it's in the Revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, chapter 20 and verse 4. And I just want to show something about when it's time to say no uh, to authority, because many times I get asked this question, Dr. Whiteside, but shouldn't we submit to our authority? And I just want to read this. I, I want to do it straight from the Bible because I don't have an answer for that, but God does. So it says in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 4, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast. They didn't worship the beast. Neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. These are people that said no. These are people that said, that's enough. You've now taken something that God gave me, and we're not going to allow it to happen. And I think there's a time and a place, Pastor, mm. to stand up for that biblical principle. And I'm, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but yes, sir. are we saying that this is not necessarily the mark of the beast, but... It is an introduction, could be an introduction to people becoming so accustomed oh, yes. to doing these things and even receiving this and have an identity to get people acquainted with this process that we know is coming according to prophecy. Absolutely, Pastor. I believe that this, this Word of God is 100% factually true. And the devil is no joker. He's not someone that is dumb. He, he doesn't, he's a, it's a smart creature. The devil is smart, and he can't just come out and say, oh, here's a mark, everyone take it. However, this is the spirit of what's to come. It's mm. the first steps. you got to ask yourself the question, if I, if I am allowed to be forced to take a vaccine now, what can they force me to do next? If I'm allowed to be forced to wear a mask now and not assemble to worship God, but I can go to Walmart, what are they going to make me do next? It's the spirit of it. It's the, the building, the, the curve. It's not necessarily the physical things that are being asked of us. It's the spirit behind. You know, I have, a, I have a message I gave to our people recognizing the spirit. Oh, it's a wonderful message. And uh, we have that available, ladies, right? Yes, you should uh, definitely check out that message. On uh, Faith for the Family YouTube. But where are the outspoken warriors for this battle coming and we hope it's shepherds like the men we're talking to today. But yes, now the social justice crowd says, you, you don't love any people. You, you don't care about people. Or, you know, you, you'd be bowing down to every medical thing possible. You're unloving. Uh, what have you got to say about that? Uh, could, sorry, can you rephrase that for me? Yes, I'm saying if I don't do everything that, that someone suggests oh, that, yes, that happens then I must not be loving people and protecting people. That's incorrect. There's a, someone telling you that you don't love people because you want to worship God in a church is, not, a, is not, not loving people. That is the love of people. If we lose Christ in all of this, if we lose the worshipers, if we lose people that are willing to take a stand for what is right and what is just and what is full of love and mercy, 
um, then we have lost the spirit of Christ. We need to be in one mind about this, and that's not our mind. It's not a scientific mind. It's the mind of Christ with this. What would Christ want us to do? That, that is love. There's, um, some, there's some states, for instance, in California right now, some of our finest friends are being held back, uh, threatened, fined. Yes, sir. Um, there's attempts to control them, and they're moving forward for God in spite of all of that. Amen. I commend those brothers. I do too. But now, commending them is one thing. Being willing to do the same thing yourself is another. In the state of Tennessee, uh, our governor will not put these restraints on us. God bless him. In the county of Knox, our county mayor will not do anything to inhibit the worship of God in our churches. And uh, my contention is that if we lose, and we are, we are being threatened, yes, sir. if we lose the ground we have for God to move forward, yes. then um, we're going to have to go against the grain to keep doing what God's given us to do to get the gospel to people. Amen. I'm ready to go against that grain. Are, are others ready to go against that grain? I mean, there's a time to make a stand, Pastor. Uh, I believe the... I believe the moment is now. I believe that the spirit of the Antichrist is here. I believe that we're being prepared to accept the Antichrist. Uh, people are being prepared for that mindset that, that they don't know what's best for them, that the government needs to tell them what's best for them. Yeah. And they're giving up civil liberties, God-given liberties, in order uh, to do so. Uh, you, but you have to ask yourself a question. I'm going to go back to the question you asked previously about, do you love one another? Is it love to shut down um, millions of individual businesses and people's livelihoods because of falsified data? Is that love? Is it? Someone must be profiting greatly from falsifying data. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, they are. I believe that, I believe that it's very clear. I mean, I can't state anything other than who's falsifying data, um, but uh, I, maybe we can work out a way to send some of this literature to to these pastors, but if you walk through the math that is given to you by the World Health Organization and CDC, um, you don't have to be a scientist to see that the numbers do not match the Twitter feed that are actually being given um, by these World Health Organizations and the Center for D D Disease Control. But then you have to ask yourself one simple question, why? And that is the question, why are they, are they doing this? Why are they allowing it? Well, we typically have some questions for our um, men to submit, and they may have them. And so um, we have a few of them. That uh, Can wearing a mask for extended periods of time actually cause health challenges for the wearer? That's one question some of the men have. Sure. I addressed that slightly earlier. It turns out um, the masks, you can think of it like this. If you get a chance at home, light a candle. Put on your mask and try to blow the candle out. If you can blow the candle out, it means spit is getting through your mask. So those are the worst for protecting the spread of this disease. However, they're the best for you because it means you're breathing in a lot of oxygen and you're getting rid of a lot of carbon dioxide. However, an N95 mask, for instance, if you wear that for an extended period of time and you try to blow out a candle, you cannot blow out the candle. But it also means you're breathing in your own carbon monoxide, which is poison your own carbon dioxide, which is poison, and less oxygen, which is toxic to your human body. Another question, is the government allowed to require us to wear a mask? This goes back to our civil, what a wonderful question. That is the question. 
Um, these are our civil liberties. They're, they are not allowed to require to do you anything that is a God-given right unless you let them. Uh, there's another question that comes in. It's a rather long question, but I'm reading it. How do you graciously deal with the fact that newer members of your church and a few older people may still be misguided? And um, so how do you deal with this? And uh, some political groups are not going to change. I, I think this is not, I'm, I'm not answering the question. I want you to answer, but yes, sir. this is not a, this is not a political party thing. No, it is not. Though I think that I think that the Republican Party has given more um, recognition of individual liberties yes, sir. and freedom than the Democratic Party. But so, how, how do you graciously deal? Is that a pastor's question? Or is that for your question? I b I believe that I can answer this scientifically on, Good. on just giving the truth. But I believe that you, as a pastor, should answer this on spiritually. Uh, that, that same side of it. There's a spirit of the Antichrist, but also uh, here's just some real numbers. The CDC, and you can, you, I strongly advise you look this up. It came out this week and numerous news organizations wrote about it. The CDC themselves, his name is Robert Redfield. That's the director of the CDC said, based on the antibody tests, that up to 60 million people have already gotten COVID-19. Now, I just want to put that in perspective for you. 60 million people. Do you know how many people there are? He's talking about U.S.? And the United States of America. Yeah, Just the U.S.A. Yeah. 330 million. That is almost 20% of the population has already gotten. That, what does that mean? It means if you put five people in a room, one of them probably has the antibodies to COVID-19. They've already gotten it. So, therefore, what are we really fearing here? Are we fearing the truth? Or are we fearing something that's been given to us on a Twitter feed, which may not necessarily be the full uh, truth. When I think about older people, my parents, for instance, um, they're frightened. They're frightened about this, and I'm not going to, to try to persuade them to do anything different other than to just give them facts and give them love, because that's what we're supposed to do. But at the same time, I refuse to not speak the truth with love. Um, it's, it's not the place. It, to it appears to me, Matthew, that there's a margin here where there are people who are going to are going to maybe even err on the side of safety. They're yes. going to, they're going to isolate. Sometimes that's more dangerous, and they're going to, to get themselves almost abandoned from everything, trying to think that's the that's the path of safety. But and we're not going to press people against their will, but we should declare with boldness what God's word says Amen. about assembling ourselves together. Yes and not cowing to the spirit of fear. Yes. Uh, you can certainly do that in your church by saying to people, if you feel better in an isolated place, if you feel better wearing the mask, or if you feel uh, safer getting uh, social distancing from people, some of these men are dealing with the mandate to social distance. It's a recommendation in the state of Tennessee. But... Um, I think we still are leaving people at their will, but we're trying to give people the certainties of God's Word so that we can relieve as much fear as possible. Praise the Lord. Tell us what we can do to help these pre preachers and pastors who, who pastor in their churches. Absolutely. I think one thing that would be really clear is if you could stand before your congregation and just 
maybe even mathematically, I, I've written all this down in, in numerous different ways and a very easy to digest uh, with one calculator and a few numbers. You can do the numbers yourself straight from the CDC website and you can show yourself and you can show others that we're being told something, but if you do the math yourself, um, the numbers are quite different. And the CDC themselves and WHO will also admit that those numbers are quite different themselves. Um, I think something that you can do to bring comfort to these people and, and help settle the unsettled is just simply speak this truth to them with love. Tell them, tell them what it is to be a Christian, what it is to have the spirit of fear versus the spirit of Christ, because that is uh, two different things. Do you know, I'm, I'm thinking about a lot of things. I'm thinking just yes or no answers here so we yes, can get sir. as many questions. I take zinc every day. Yes. I take quinine. Oh, yes. Every tonic day, water? through tonic water, yes. I'm drinking uh, quinine. Uh, I use uh, clotted silver. Yes. Uh, are those helpful things? I, absolutely. Those are those are not just helpful for coronavirus. Those are helpful for many other. That's diseases. why I'm so healthy. Oh, amen. Amen. <laughs> I got one bad leg, but I got one great leg. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord for both of those legs. Uh, so <laughs> we can use things that God's given us to understand. We can help ourselves, help our health. I have a family and a newborn, and we do the exact same thing. Good. Yes, sir. Very good. Now, um, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about Crown College. Oh, amen. You're teaching. Yes, sir. In the science department. Correct. Um, and the world wants us to believe that there is a conflict between science and Christianity. But when in true science. Yes, sir. And the true Christian faith. Oh, yes. How do, you, how do you think about that? I'd like to just quote a scientist for this. Um, I, I often, when I'm asked this question, I will quote the Bible, but there's a very famous scientist named David Bohm. Uh, he was a physicist, uh, very, very well-known man. You use his constants all the time. And he once said that science, which is the Latin word for knowledge, is finding the truth whether we like it or not. And that is what the Christian faith is. It's finding the truth whether you like it or not. I don't know about you, but when I'm convicted of something, I don't like it. I don't like it, but it's still the truth. And so when I think about Christianity and when I think about science, anyone that's going to seek the truth will find it in the Word of God. The Bible talks about science in every which way you could possibly talk about it. It talks about stars and planets and the moons and how the earth was created and when it was created and which order it was and how God spoke it into existence and how Jesus Christ is the creator of these things. It talks about um, dinosaurs. It mentions dragons, uh, which is the form of, form of that, 34 times in the King James Version Bible. It talks about history and geology and rocks and ants and ecology and biology. So as a... As a Renowned scientist. Yes, sir. You believe God spoke the world into existence. I believe in six that God days. spoke the world into existence in six days and rested on the seventh. And I believe there's many, many, many scientific um, theories and as well as scientific evidence empirically. Now we have so. built at Crown College these world class labs. Amen. So that you people like you who are teaching the others on the faculty there can give our young people a foundation. So they don't fear to enter into this Amen. world and can speak the truth in love. Yes, we are. We had our first graduating class last year of our science department, and they're already out in the world with jobs uh, and in nursing school and and doing things in the world, but but serving in their local church, knowing that they have a foundation of the truth. 
um, while going on into that. You can still be a Christian and profess Christ uh, and as the creator God. You can still be a Christian and publish in top-notch journals, and I believe I'm a testimony to, to both of those things. Well, now, what some of these men are going to face is if they preach the truth in love yes, sir. and they tell people how we ought to be bold to continue to serve the Lord, somebody's going to say, well, they're just some hayseed idiot that doesn't know anything. But it's the truth that gives us this boldness, isn't it? Oh, amen. It's the truth that gives us boldness. Uh, can I read another Bible yeah, yeah, sure. You can and read all the Bible you want to. <laughs> yes, sir. Let me see if I can find this. While you're finding the scripture, yes, sir. let me encourage these men. Let me encourage you. This is our moment. This is our moment. Not to cow down, not to back off, but to be bold as a lion. Amen, yes. And preach the truth and encourage our people. They need a champion leading them, and the champion is the Lord Jesus. You're guiding them to Him. And may God guide us and help us. In Hosea chapter 4, amen, Pastor, that's exactly right. Be as bold as a lion. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, that's Hosea 4, 6. It says this, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou hast, um, shalt be no priest uh, to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. God is the God of knowledge. All the knowledge we need is in this one book. We don't need a man to tell us about a man's problem with a man's solution. We need God to tell us about a spiritual problem with a godly solution. And we've lost track of that. Amen. Let me say to you, fellows, you may have a question for Dr. Matthew Whiteside. I want Matthew to tell you how you can get a hold of him or email him. Yes, sir. And you may have something you'd like for him to answer. Uh, we are having science summits for people who have interest in this type of thing. And so, Matthew, how can people get a hold of you and how can they stay in touch with you? Yes, sir. It's Matthew with two T's, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, dot white side. That is literally how it sounds. White is in the color, side is in the side of a wall. So Matthew dot white side at the the def definite article, crowncollege.edu. So matthew.whiteside at thecrowncollege.edu. Very good. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. God bless you. I hope this has been a help. We were able to get Matthew because the college starts, the students are arriving uh, this Friday, and he's going to be busy as, a, as you expect a guy can be with the student body coming in. But we could get him in here today and um, easier that we could do it next Tuesday for our Shepherd Summit. I'm going to go back, God willing, to the shepherd and his sheep and some of the things that we need to deal with. But I think it's helpful for all of us from time to time to have someone like Dr. Whiteside here to give us that extra up, you know, that we want to move forward for the Lord and for his glory. And we're training people here to have this holy boldness to speak the truth in love and to try to win souls to Christ. Matthew is here because a girl in a science class identified with Jesus Christ gave the gospel to a person who was not willing to receive it at the time, but when God dealt with his body, brought him to a near-death experience, he remembered what she said Amen. and called upon Jesus Christ for salvation. So... 
I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God and salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. And here's evidence of it, as Matthew has talked to us today. Thank you so much. I love all of you. Pray for us, and I'm praying for you. Let's move forward for God in a great way. This is our moment. Don't ever forget it. This is the greatest moment God's ever given you to serve Him. Don't waste it. Use it for His glory. Father, guide us and help us now. Seal these things in our hearts. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Baptist Friends Podcast. Dr. Matthew Weissat will continue this discussion on our next episode. Be sure to subscribe today as we continue to gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism.